Hey, here you guys are. Been a while. How are we doing? We're getting a little echo. We're getting a little echo. We're echoing. Echo, um, echo. It's not me. I'm uh, not hearing echo. All right. It's just me. Technical difficulties. I heard um, it. I, have to I, I heard it. Broadcast. Like, do you see the, the the World Series cut out in the middle of the, of the broadcast? Yeah. Um, it was game, like game one. one. It was yeah. game one. Yeah, it was me. Like, is that the crazy... I feel like that's such a... That's never happened before, but... No, it hasn't. That was. We are not going to do that. Tough. We have more than one. We we have our our satellite truck is is you know is raring to go. We got plenty of power. Um, the generator is running, so we're gonna we're here to bring you good good fun reptile turtle time. Um, it's been a while. Thank you for tuning in. Those of you that are tuned in, um, I know we had some issues with the link. Um, I guess because some people couldn't find it. Uh, we hopefully you were able to join us. Um, I'm John. Uh, this is podcast number nineteen. We have uh, we it's been so long that we don't have a lot of um of really uh, we don't have a lot of topical or specific conversations we have. But actually, each of us has been on uh on a trip in since when was the last time we did was it was tell me it wasn't July was it July is that the last one that we did so since July, July yeah since June or July a lot has gone on so we're just gonna kind of um update you guys on what's going on. With uh, with our lives. So, um, anyone else? Do you, Tony? What? What do you? What's 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 new? What do we got? You want to say hi or? I do, and I'd also like to say that I'm I I wanted to have a bit of fun tonight, and I know. Oh uh, man. I know, I, and you know how fun I can be, right? Oh yeah. Uh, you have some gems. I do. I really when do. You get, I mean, we like to have fun here at the Turtle Room. I, I for the for the viewers because obviously uh, two nights ago was Halloween. Oh boy. Yeah. So I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of candy. I haven't eaten it all, contrary to popular belief, as people might be might be thinking. I'm Reese's a large American. Peanut butter. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So I got some candy. So periodically throughout the broadcast, I'd like to. Uh, well, you know how people play drinking games with with popular movies and uh, you know uh, sporting events and things like that. When something yeah, yeah. happens over and over again, you take a shot or whatever. I've never done that, but I've heard of it being done. So I'm gonna do the same thing with my candies tonight. Nice. What's the? So, that's perfect. That's such a perfect idea. Hold on. Let me get my candy. You should have told do me about this. you have some candy? Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was the funniest thing. So listen. So I thought anytime Steve did something nerdy, or anytime John said something stupid, I was gonna have a candy. <laughs> oh, look at Hugh Hefner over here. He's got the girls coming out in the robe. Oh my gosh. Just kidding. I know her. I know her. She was. That was not my wife. She was not wearing a robe. So don't. How dare you? Um, it wasn't a robe. It looked like a robe to me. No, it was a robe. It was a robe. Oh, it was a robe. Sorry. Get I get it. Oh, I get it. Um, I get it. So, so we finish that. We're gonna do when Steve says something dumb. When Tony no, 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 says no. something no. a fat person would say, and yeah. what was mine? No, Steve doesn't. See, this is what's funny. Steve doesn't say dumb things. How about Steve, when Steve says nerdy Steve, things? When Steve calls someone a real know-it-all. <laughs> <laughs> We Every got, time we were, Steve we were, says we were, doing, we were talking smack before we, before we aired, and uh, and Steve started being like, "This guy is something or other, and he really is a real real." I thought he was gonna get, I thought he was gonna get, let it loose, and he said he's a real <laughs> know it all. Every time I Steve says that would have been a nerdy thing. Actually, have a piece of candy. Every time Steve says "Golly gee," <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna eat some candy. <laughs> I'm I'm starting. I'm starting with this Nestle Crunch. No, why? No one said anything dumb. You said the nerdy thing before we aired. Oh, okay. All right, good. Good. Here's a, I think here's a tip. I think Don't what's ever... funnier 
as if you just eat it, you don't have to say anything. Like you just eat yeah, it. That's, obviously, it will, it will turn into that. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So what is it serious though? When Steve says something nerdy, mm-hmm. when I say something dumb, yeah. I don't know if I have enough candy. <laughs> <laughs> I only oh, have this man. punch bowl. <laughs> What's yours though? I you said if I said anything a fat person would say, which or I think if I wheeze or if I like have any okay. not, anything, I, anything related to unhealthy uh, overweightness. Yeah, or like you know if I. Uh, what are you at right now, by the way? Because you look good. Really? You think so? Yeah. You look. Yeah. I mean, you're uh, free. I'm about I'm about three ten right now. No, really. Three hundred and ten pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking. Oh, so speaking. Oh, you're picking back up, huh? A little bit, yep. I've no, been on. Not a lot, well, you, a little you, you bit. Did, you did the shred for the wed. Now you're back. You're back to your old eating habits. Yeah. I know it's going to happen. It's Halloween. It's the holidays are coming up. So the, yeah, the holidays. The holidays. I'm going to be fat until I can't run. Labor Day. Yeah, I'm going to be fat until I can't run, and then I'll start getting back, in, back into it. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, I would, you'll be proud of me, Tony. I, I've been meaning to tell you this for a long time, and I decided to save it for this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I want you to guess what I, I put on some weight. I want you to guess what I'm weighing in at right now. Mm-hmm. No, no, I guess. For you the put viewers, on some weight, 153. Nice. <laughs> ah, you dog. You know it all. For the for the viewers at home, John is six foot nine. Hold on, hold on. Let, let me. Not bad. Not bad. That was a full, you needed a full body shot. That's like the buffest I've ever seen olive oil in my entire life. All right, so what's the guess? He didn't hear what I said. Perfect. Oh, I didn't hear what you said. Uh, 195. You're such a... See, this is like, ha-ha. 205. I, put, 205. Wait, 205. I weigh 218 pounds right now. 218? Wow. Yeah. Oh, my well, gosh. My whole life. I have a stomach. Like, I'm a, I'm a grown man now. That's amazing, man. Yeah, I'm proud that, of you. It happened. Uh, it happened overnight, all at once. Well, you got married. That's what happens when you get married. It was right before that. Even to you, even to you, skinny guys. That's what happens. I, I, I remember when I was. I remember when I was two eighteen, second grade, Miss Gaylord's class. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You're supposed, you're supposed to have the candy. Lemonade. Woo! man. All right. Highway, real quick. Oh. Well, the thing is that so I bought I bought the candy and nobody came to my house, so I have a lot of it and I got I went to um, the dollar store and got a package of all sour candy so they're not really big weight getting candies I don't think. Mm, yeah, they are. I need more chocolate. Uh, they're all weight gaining candies to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. That's what you call pasta, weight gaining candies. Right. <laughs> right, that's tortellini. That's tortellini. <laughs> um, that's what we give out on Halloween in my house too—just handfuls of, raw, of of cooked tortellini with no sauce. <laughs> um, oh, so bear with us while I chew this lemonhead. Well, let's get let's let's start talking about some some uh, some some traveling that that we've all been well, doing. Let's start it. So you went down to. Um, you want to talk about Florida. me first? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Your trip was chronologically first, Anthony. Good. Okay. Oh, okay. Steve. Oh. Lemon had me. <laughs> uh, you're right. You're right. I used the word chronologically. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. This is the best idea ever. Right? Now I wish I had a Reese's pumpkin, man. 
Them things yeah. are good. They're so much better than normal Reese's because oh wait, you, have to, you have to have one because I said that. <laughs> they're like the eggs. <laughs> yeah, because they're fresher. You don't ever get like a chalky one that's been sitting on the shelf for two years. What do you mean they're fresher? They just are, okay? The skinny guy wouldn't understand, but yeah, a Reese's around Halloween time that comes off the shelves, it's fresh. It's only been there for a couple weeks, whereas a Reese's peanut butter cup could honestly be sitting there for three years, hypothetically. I'm just saying. So anyway, I went to Florida, right? Yeah, so I went to Florida. I was also prepared with my full milk here. Damn it. I should have thought of that. Yeah, yeah. Ew, but, uh, and you have all chocolate? Oh, yeah. yeah mix it up. And a full glass of milk? Yeah, yeah. You don't get to you don't get to look like this, you know, without having some chocolate and milk once in a while. So anyway. I'm opening up a warhead. Prove it. So um, yeah, we really had a really a, a great time in Florida. We we went um, if I'm not mistaken, we did four pretty fun things while we were down there. Um, the first of which was going to um, Gatorland, which is amazing. Now, I've been to Gatorland before. If anyone hasn't been to Gatorland, go. They filmed, um, they filmed, what's the, what's the name of uh, Temple of Doom, the Indiana Jones movie, Temple Indiana of Doom? Jones, yeah, yeah. That was filmed at Gatorland when they're falling off those bridges <laughs> and all the gators, gators are eating the bodies or whatever. That was filmed at Gatorland. Interesting. Where is it, what part of the movie is that? I don't know. Some point. Well, it might not be Temple of Doom. It might be another Indiana Jones film. I never said I was a film buff, but especially for Indiana Jones. I mean, Harrison Ford is dreamy and everything, but were they crossing the bridge? Yeah, I think like the bridges are being cut and stuff, and then there's like a couple shots where they're. There's a scene like that at the end of Temple of Doom when he's trying to the other guy's trying to rip his heart out. But I don't remember crocodiles from that or gators or anything. Uh, they fell. Off, they fell off a bridge though. I don't know. I just know. One of the Indiana Jones movies was filmed there. Digression. Go, 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 go. Yeah. I mean, the specifics. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not claiming to be a, a film buff here, but um, it's a great place. Um, it was one of those things like my wife's, my wife's cousin's husband's daughter's friend. That just happened. That just happened. And that's that's legitimate. Um, is a manager there, and he's the nicest guy ever. His name's Donnie. He's awesome, and he does all the shows. So these guys are like really talented. Like, really mm. talented. And for absolutely no reason, just because I was, like, a friend of a relative of a friend of a relative, um, I was able to get, like, behind-the-scenes access. So normally we throw around, like, the turtle room thing and try to get, like, behind-the-scenes access at, at zoos. And usually it works if we get to them, you know, enough time ahead of time and go through their PR departments and stuff, we can get behind the scenes. But, like, this was the best treatment I've ever gotten in my entire life for anything. Um... Like, he would change his outfits to take me, to walk me across the park to different places to, like, jump in with different turtles that they had to show me what they had. It was awesome. It was amazing. So, change his outfit, like what? Like, like, like change his boots or change his, you know, like, like just to be able to jump into now, like, a, a water habitat to grab some turtles with his bare hands for me cool. to show me up close. Like, really awesome stuff. And for no reason, and it cost nothing. It was the most amazing um, treatment I've ever had in my life. It was awesome. And it's a great place to go to. I mean, I went when I was four years old. I have pictures of me there when I was four years old that I reenacted when I went back, like sitting on the gator statue, but this time with my daughter, which was pretty cool. 
Mm. Um, and and the recreation uh, pitches are big now. Yeah, right. That's what I was. That's what I was trying to do. Except I didn't really have any outfits that on hand that looked like what I was wearing when I was four years old. What were you wearing when you were four years old? It was 1989. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't want to talk about really it. Really big diapers. Definitely an Ultimate Warrior T-shirt. <laughs> really big diapers. <laughs> oh God, that was good. So yeah, um, I went back when I was a teenager too, and I loved it then. So as a four-year-old, as a teenager, and now as it's got old, something for everybody. Yeah, exactly. It's got something for every life phase of. Well, let me ask you a question. Did um, your wife's Cousins, they're younger girls, correct? Yeah, the the yeah. If you got to the if you got to the end of that, so uh, progression, yes. Daughter, right, right. So did they go? Yeah, with you. And what did they think? So these these teenage girl, the least likely to be, you know, in the demographic of Gatorland. Actually, they love it. If you look, we put a video up on on YouTube of Chester, this massive. American alligator that was brought there because he was eating like neighborhood dogs. So he was brought there like 20 years ago because of that. And we got in the pen with Chester, and in the video you could see one of the one of the girls get in front of my camera. Like I was up really close, and they like told me to stop, like getting closer to the gator. And then as I'm filming here, she is in front of my camera. It was great. Great. Yeah, it was great. And they had a huge aldabra tortoise. Got got to meet the aldabra. Got to you know, have my daughter meet the Aldabra, and the coolest thing ever, my daughter has this thing where she likes to, like, poke people in the eye and, like, grab their eye, and it's really funny and cute, except the morning when I woke up and she had pink eye, and I didn't realize until she was, like, clawing at my eyeball for five minutes in the dark, but it was great, but she did the same thing to this 500 how did she? Board. How did she get pink eye? Were you know. sleeping face down? <laughs> That's it? gross. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> that's gross. No. No. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, that was funny. Go ahead. Yeah, funny. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that was classic. Folks at home, I hope you're doing it with us. <laughs> yeah. So there's this 500-pound animal in front of her. And she's literally with two fingers trying to take its eyeball out. Hmm. It was yeah, it was ridiculous. And my daughter, who is who at the time had just turned one year old and weighs about twenty pounds, is trying to take the tortoise's eyeball off. So that would be an interesting fight. Like celebrity death death match, the baby yeah. against the five hundred pound tortoise. The Aldabra. Just don't paint her green or cover her in dandelion greens. <laughs> Other than that, probably I guess the tortoise would probably win that. Yeah, my daughter would just pick something up and eat it, and maybe choke Wait, on it. Your daughter or the Aldabra? Same, same thing. We just walk around eating stuff. That wasn't dumb. You just couldn't help but keep eating it. That's why I <laughs> yeah. get to eat another yeah. one. Yeah, you're gonna say a lot of dumb stuff tonight, John. <laughs> whether, you, whether you do or don't, you're gonna say a lot of dumb as stuff. As much right, as much candy is in that bowl is how many dumb things I'm gonna say. Yeah, within 15 I'm actually, minutes. Sorry, I don't have any any Halloween candy on me now. Yeah. Send the wife out. Go down, Just go down to 7-Eleven. We don't have a 7-Eleven. Not to mention she's not home. Oh. I was going to say, have her, make some can't those, have her make some of those banana muffins she made while I was over. Yeah, those are good, too. Yeah. 
She makes all sorts of good baked goods, man. They're made with real all banana, so you know it's good. That would be actually. So, do you have any like any? You have like healthy food that you could use because that would be perfect. That would <laughs> really illustrate the point that we're trying to make here. I don't have any oh, Halloween candy. Something bomb. Here's another bite of my banana. <laughs> I have these veg. I have these veggie sticks. Yeah, those are good. I do have Oreos downstairs. I think. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not sure how that fits. Does it? Does it? <laughs> Wait a minute, John. Now you see one because Anthony did something a fat kid would do, right? I know. I mean, I took two. <laughs> We're just gonna—it's like dueling banjos. We're just going bite for bite right now. I wasn't even done with my Netflix crunch, and I had to have a warhead. Bang 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 bang. So what happened after Gatorland? So we did Gatorland. So I'm sitting in Gatorland. I have this huge elaborate plan to meet Jared, one of the Turtle Room guys who's awesome and is basically, on the Enneagram, I'm a seven, right? And what that means is a seven is somebody who only likes to do what's fun. And if it's fun, then they basically can only focus on that fun thing until basically something else is more fun. Their biggest fear in life is being um, stuck in an unfun place. So I'm a seven, right? If I'm a seven... What's that? What is it called? The Enneagram. It's nine numbers, and it's basically nine different personalities. So anyway, the point I'm getting to is I'm a seven, and I'm like a legit seven. All my coworkers and stuff laugh at me about it. But I am a little seven compared to Jared, who's like a huge, like brightly colored... Seven on you know triple sevens on a on a slot machine of Vegas like that's Jared is the is the most seven out of all the sevens in the world. He's a fun guy is what I'm trying to say. So I'm so I'm super pumped to go and hang out with him while I'm down there, right? So I'm sitting there during this Gator show, and I have plans for um, two days later. That's just the start of so many wonderful sentences. So I'm sitting there during this gator show. So I'm sitting there, and the the guy's wrestling the gator. You do not know where that sentence is going to go. And I'm sending a text. Yeah. So I text Jared just to make sure, like, we were on the right page, and then I texted the guy from uh, the Colonial Research Institute, which is Dr. Peter Pritchard's place, and um, I realized that I messed up the plans. So I thought I had them planned for the same day. Jared and I were going to go to Pritchard's place together, Dr. Pritchard's place, and then we were going to... You can call him Old Man off. Pritchard for the, for the sake of this podcast. I can't do that out of respect. <laughs> He's stoic. Like, you and I are both taller than him, barely. He's like 6'6". Six, six. He's mm-hmm. a big man. But he's, like, statuesque. Nice. He's a legend. He's, yeah. Big I, love an, I love an older statuesque gentleman. <laughs> he is a legend, indeed. <laughs> That ended up being from both of you. So, <laughs> I ended up working it out, and it was good. So I went to Dr. Pritchard's place and not with Jared. And my wife and um, and daughter came, and it was so funny because I, my Shannon, my wife, loves telling the story about how like I was trying to impress him with my turtle knowledge, and he did not give, give a, a damn... <clears throat> about what I had to say at all. 
All he cared. Sorry, I was choking on the Twix, the only candy with the cookie crunch. <clears throat> you should eat to that because that was something <laughs> that guy would say. Yeah. So he did not care at all about what I had to say about turtles at all. He just wanted to like talk to my wife and most importantly like show like pretty like and like cartoon turtle artifacts and things that he had laying around to my daughter who again was one years old at the time. So it was, <clears throat> it was just awesome. It was such a great experience. And uh, I lost them at one point because Adam, the nicest guy I ever met in my life, Adam, was showing me around. And when we were, I was like, you know, picking up this huge alligator snapping turtle for a photo op. And then I just like lost my family and Dr. Pritchard. They just like disappeared. And then I finally found them and they're like in Dr. Pritchard's house and he's showing my wife and daughter his magnet collection on his refrigerator, like inside his actual house because there's like a bunch of different buildings. I just thought it was the coolest thing. You know, it was like totally unexpected. What was his magnet collection like? I don't know. I didn't see it because I was busy taking pictures with the alligator snapping turtles and Galapagos tortoises and everything else that is just like ridiculously cool. I'm curious. Just saying. Okay. So there was that. Um, and then we also went to um, Jay's place, um, turtle and tortoises um, dot com. Turtles and Tortoises Inc. and his website is turtlesandtortoises.com and it was the most amazing place. I don't want to get into details out of you know respect for his privacy and stuff, but that was amazing. And Jared got me in for that. Um, those guys were super uh, hospitable and it was awesome. But the last piece that I wanted to talk more about is I also went down to um, to Clearwater to give a talk at the Clearwater chapter of the Florida Turtle and Tortoise Society. It was it was amazing. And and it made me so jealous to be again, I know I feel like I talk about this in every podcast. If this is the nineteenth episode then I've talked about it at least nineteen times. Um, living up north really stinks. And those guys don't know how lucky they have it because the Clearwater chapter down there is amazing and um, they do some awesome stuff. They, you know, are really a good team. They work together. They like each other. They like to hang out with each other. And uh, I just don't think they know how lucky they are to have that. Maybe they do, but um, I'm just very jealous. And it was a, a privilege to talk to give a, to give a talk to them. Um, my topic was the turtle room in general, and uh, I felt like there were a lot of people there that um, were able to benefit from what I had to say about what we're doing. And uh, we made a lot of new partners during that talk. And um, I wanted to quickly give uh, a, a shout-out to Garrett Kirchner, um, who is a young man. His father, Mark, is a good friend of mine. And he's uh, Garrett is a, a great kid who is, like, obsessed with turtles, he and his sister. And um, they're obsessed with turtles and the outdoors and fun stuff. They get great grades. And Garrett's been a little sick lately. And I uh, just wanted to say... Um, Keep get well soon, and keep working hard in school and sports and with everything else. And um, we look forward to talking turtles with you for the next several decades. How dare you use this as a platform to send well wishes to a child? This is about <laughs> what um why <laughs> why do I know? Every time you eat, it it doubles it because it has to be. You eat so fat right now. You're just like shoving the whole thing in, and the wrapper is like just falling out. You're not I even did it on purpose. 
That was my whole plan. I thought of this in the shower today, and I'm like, well, I lost Halloween candy. Let me do let me do some funny with it. And my plan was every time to take a bite was to crinkle the wrapper on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> because because this thing picks up the sounds and I know like mm. it'll show me blown up if I crinkle the wrapper enough. <laughs> That's a good call. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. Like, I hear you. The, sometimes um, there's like a sound. In, every time we talk to Kevin on one of these, he always has sounds in the background, and it'll just like go to him on the big screen. Looking at the yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not even looking at it though. He's like this. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Sorry. How? Um, please. So is that is that it for for Tucson? I mean, can you tell us a little bit about what you presented? That was in Tucson. That was Florida. That's what I said. Florida, Florida, Florida. Yeah. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about what your the presentation was, or is that are we trying to keep that for, uh, you know, for only audiences that were there? What the presentation? Yeah, I'm saying. I'm saying. So you 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 told them about what we're doing and what's going on here for the the Twitter room. I mean, you just give us a couple some of the highlights or no? Yeah, I mean, well, I talked about different resources that we develop. Like for instance, we have the maps. That we use the interactive maps where you could see you could pick any part of the world and see what animals are are native there and are also invasive there. I talked about the videos. I talked about our progression, our history, all the way from our inception in 2011, year by year, and the the changes that happened, um, you know, every year in succession. And um, actually, um, Steve helped me a lot with that part too, and and just kind of helping me formulate my ideas before I went out there, but. Um, it was great. It was great. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, talked about the um, kind of like focal, the the um, marquee species that we work with, and the project those those projects and kind of the specifics of each because we work with maybe you know 20 species that we focus our efforts on. But out of those 20 species, there's there's a, a specific story behind each one where you know three out of the 20 might be. Um, TSA projects where we actually got the animals from the TSA or work in collaboration with the TSA. Some of the species are, are species that a lot of our um, staff, turtle room staff, keep. And then some are just projects that we are involved in stud books for and stuff like that. So just differentiating that. And I think through that talk, you end up learning more about what we do as a whole because the turtle room is really a, it's a very complicated um it's a very complicated effort an organization now where we're not um, one-dimensional at all. We're really multifaceted and it's really complicated. And an hour talk goes by really fast, even for somebody who's unorganized like yeah. me. Um, you know, I is your thing now, I thought. That was you. You've been just delivering speeches here and there and everywhere. Sometimes. I got a I, I, funny story. I got an award the other day, like three days ago at work, and completely... Completely dropped the ball. I mean, I sounded like a bumbling idiot the entire. It was great. It was great. And then me, I'm all self-conscious afterwards. I'm asking all my coworkers and stuff, like, "Hey, oh man, I feel so that was so bad." I'm like, "No, no, no, it wasn't that bad." And I just know they're lying right to my face. It was so bad. But this one in Clearwater was good because if it's about turtles, then I'm I'm you know I'm focused. If it's about my work as a social worker and my livelihood and paying the bills so that my I can put food on the table, eh, you know, not necessarily as you know high on the priority list. It makes right. sense, you know. I got you. 
Okay. So, <clears throat> is that it for Florida? Anything else? Uh, any any other interesting tidbits? You're making me collection? feel like you're making me feel like I didn't do enough. No, no. I'm. I'm just make sure he doesn't I miss. I want to make sure him. that you didn't have anything else you wanted to say before we moved on. We can move on. We can move on. Okay. No. I mean, no. Keep it moving. No rush. <laughs> I guess that puts me next since uh, I went to Tucson right bef- uh, right after he got back and before you went on your honeymoon. So just a quick note, I believe it's pronounced Tucson. Um, no. <laughs> I was picking this Is that up just to for your benefit. I hope you're enjoying those pumpkins for me, man. I am. I was picking this up to eat it because Steve was talking chronologically again, and then you said something stupid. So this is a double. I'm gonna take a double size bite. You're. I'm sorry. What'd you say? You're gonna take a double sized bite? Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind my. Snickers. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Tucson, go. All right, Tucson. <laughs> um, so, uh, back in the spring, um, the TSA invited us out to Tucson to, um, and also to chair one of the sessions at the conference. So, uh, I chaired uh, the um, session on captive husbandry, and uh, we titled the session uh, Captive Husbandry Collaboration Conservation. Um, so part of uh, chairing these sessions, in addition to uh, introducing the speakers at the event, is actually planning um, the, the, um, the, the talks that are going to be given. And uh, that was a real fun process in and of itself. And in fact, I think um, I was uh, happier to get those guys a chance to speak than I was to get to um, speak myself even. Um, <clears throat> but so uh, my wife and I flew into Tucson um, on Wednesday morning. Uh, the conference began on Thursday night with an icebreaker type of thing. So we got into Tucson just before lunch on Wednesday, and uh, that afternoon we went over to the Tucson Botanical Gardens. A um, whole lot of neat uh, plants there, uh, particularly a lot of succulents, um, since those are uh, native out in that region. Um, I don't know if it was quite worth the what we you know what you paid for the entry fee, but it was still a, a neat little trip. Um, it was a bit toasty though at um, you know three in the afternoon in Tucson in the middle was about 109 degrees, I think, that day. What? Fahrenheit? That's Fahrenheit, that's right. Wow. Um, then uh, the next day uh, was the TSA field trip out to the Arizona Sonora Desert Museum, and that was really neat. Um, lots of... Um, lots of they specialize in animals native to the Sonora Desert region. Um, so since there are a lot of snakes and uh, and other reptiles that are native to that region, um, they had a ton of reptiles there. Um, we got to go off exhibit in addition to seeing all the on exhibit stuff. Um, some of the neat things off exhibit was uh, some Kinnersternin sonoriens long ephemeral, which is the um, the Sonoida mud turtle. They're native to basically one lake or pond or whatever in the in the um, in the United States and they also are in a couple bodies of water just south of the border in Mexico as well. Um, they had a few of those there which were really kind of cool to see because you don't get to see them very often. Um, 
and like I said, lots of native snakes. I guess there are something like 20 native rattlesnake species to the area. So, um, and they have just about every single one of those uh, in their collection there. Um, one of the other cool parts about Tucson is because of of the the um, the wildlife in the region, you basically could see reptiles anytime it started to rain. They'd all come out and get some water and look for food. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, you know, a shower and all of a sudden you see a bunch of little lizards running around. So it's kind of cool, partly because we don't get to experience that really here in Pennsylvania. You know, we don't think of, you know, lizards running around as just kind of a normal everyday sight. For them, it's, you know, that's like us seeing a squirrel, you know. That's cool. Um, when I was in Florida, I was chasing around the anoles, like yeah, like three year impossible to catch. Yeah, I didn't catch any. Just like squirrels. <laughs> Never caught a squirrel. Yeah. Mm. Won't stop me from trying though. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that was the lead up up to the conference, um, and then. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Steve. Yeah, twenty species of rattlesnake. I thought it was something like that. I might have misremembered the number, but it was. It was That's awesome, though. I didn't realize that happened. Definitely. What was that? I didn't realize. I didn't realize that that area was such a biodiversity hotspot for rattlesnakes. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, uh, they're and they're Seriously. they're actually. Like, and this isn't reptile related, but the Sonoran Desert is actually um, has some of the largest biodiversity of butterflies in the United States. Ooh. Who would have thought? Very cool. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. Yeah, you don't think of butterflies as a as a desert. Right. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, I was looking for that. Sorry, I was looking for that rattlesnake number, but I, I have six. I don't know. Could have gotten it wrong. Oh, uh, here we go. Arizona's home Arizona to 13. Yeah. There it is. It's 13 species of rattler. Yeah, but maybe it's like, you know, a few subspecies thrown in there too, you know? It could be. You know what yeah. I'm saying. Right, yeah, like there were... Tucson golf course of... rattler. They're very, they're very... In fact, you know what? Since we're talking about those, um, here, let me just... I'm going to pop these over and screen share oh, yeah, see. over here. Yeah, there's um, all sorts of mm. pictures here. Um, Seahorse also not usually associated with Facebook. What did you kick this out of the album? Oh, is that, is that little Stevie Enders speaking at the conference? That would have probably was, yeah. Probably. Little Stevie Enders. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they, also, they did have some, uh, some saltwater type stuff in there too, which was kind of cool. Little seahorse. That's awesome. Um, there was a, you know, how we get flies or whatever in the lights. They got, uh, they have scorpions in the, in the fluorescent lights. Oh God. Um, here you can see uh, one of the various snakes uh, that was there. Um, here's some of the rattlers. They're so pretty, man. I love rattlesnakes' eyes. Oh yeah, these some of these animals are absolutely gorgeous. Um. So and yeah, that one, I that think there, that's the uh, the Steve Nash rattler. <laughs> I believe the last one, <clears throat> last one was the Jake Plummer Northern Jake Plummer rattlesnake. 
Um, this is a cool looking snake too. I can't remember what kind it is because I just don't know my snakes all that well. The that of course is the Western Pueblo rattlesnake. This guy was gorgeous, very white. Ooh, ooh, that is cool. Go back. That one's really pretty. Yeah, yeah, beautiful animal. What kind of morph is that? It wasn't. I was just kidding. Chocolate chip cookie dough. <laughs> I was gonna say cookies and cream. Cookies I was cream, expecting huh? Tony to say it. I had a piece. I had a piece of candy lined up. Mm. I was waiting for a, a, some sort of dairy comparison. <laughs> this one was really neat. I didn't realize some snakes ended up with their with like. Oh yeah, yeah, the little um, horns or whatever yeah, they call. Them. Yeah, the Elvis eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> this I'm is a neat head. guy. Lisa managed to get a picture of him with us with his tongue out. So that was oh, kind of nice. cool. There he is again. Wow, that's so pretty. Yeah. Tell me that yeah. that doesn't go back. Go back one. Go back one. There. That, that yeah, that doesn't look like a, a milkshake with eyes that can kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Cookies and cream Oreo. That's you, John. This was. I think this, <laughs> is, a green, I think this is a green rat snake. Yep. Um, he was yep. a cool animal too. Rat snake, John Weir. <laughs> oh, there there you go. we go. Uh, yeah, Gopher Kai, the Sonoran Desert Tortoise. In fact, they had an albino one of those. That's so sick. I made I made sure to send Jared send Jared a picture of that. that while we're out there. Shut up, Dubs. That's not what I meant. Here's uh, Rhino Clemmy's like... Pulcherima Roger Barbari, which you don't see very often at all. Roger Barbari. Yeah. What? Named yeah. after the guy from Star Trek with those the thing around his eyes? What's his name, Roger? I don't know. I don't know what his name is, but the, you know what I'm talking about, though, right? With the band across his eyes? The yeah, that was, from like, that was from, like, the, the least popular Star Trek days. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's the same guy that did Reading Rainbow. Mm. That's LeVar Burton. Mm -hmm. LeVar Burton, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing else. I know. That's, that's uh, this was um, Terrapine Nelsoni. They call sure. him Nelson. And uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what kind of frogs they were. These were, they almost looked fake. Like they looked like ornaments. It was They were sitting there absolutely still. I wish I knew more about frogs. Frogs were so cool, but we we I, I feel like especially especially Tony really disrespects frogs and thinks they're shitty or crappy. Sorry, Ooh, crappy. And, uh, <laughs> and oh, Oops. I'm gonna have some candy. Here are those uh, Sonoida mud turtles, by the way. Ooh. And uh, by the way, this here is Christine Light uh, from the Turtle Conservancy. She's holding one of them in that picture. Mm. What was the mm for, John? It's a pretty turtle. I bet that's what you're talking about. Here's some more saltwater stuff. I mean, uh, we took so many pictures, it could be sitting here for a while. But... Can I can I uh, pick a bone with Steve real quick? Yeah. <clears throat> he's, our, he's our producer, obviously, and he's the one that produces wonderful photos when we're talking about things. I talked about four different things I did in Florida, and we didn't see any photos. Just saying. I didn't know what all you were going to talk about. I figured you'd 
you know, send me a link like you normally do or something. Oh, man. Surprise, surprise. Tony didn't prepare. This was a great picture here. Look what? at this frog. Wow. That's I, have, I have never. See, that is a cool, that is just a cool animal. Yeah, it is. You know what, the, the way that their skin is, is just that, that is what, what total, I can't get past that. You know what I mean? That, like, obviously scales are very cool and shells are the coolest, but like, how adaptable their skin is, and they do so many different things out of it. And there's the what's the there's one, there's a South American one that gives birth out of its back, out of its back skin, which is so many crazy frogs. We need to get we gotta get a frog expert on here. Yes, this is these are the experts we need. We don't need turtle experts. Yeah, we, we we've heard enough about turtles, right, guys? Let's, yeah. Let's hear. About, oh, nice. I was yeah. gonna ask you. I was gonna ask you, Steve. Did any? Well, actually, I wasn't gonna ask you. One of our viewers just texted me and asked me. If uh, you got to see any Gila monsters, uh, I did not see any of the wild ones. Uh, I know a bunch of people went out herping uh, in the rain the one night and saw uh, a few of them. That's nice. sick. Yeah, that's awesome. So, was the, this museum was uh, was like out in the environment in the desert? Yeah. Will. Oh, yeah. Out in the. In fact, it's with. Oh, there you it's go. In the, um, there you it's go in right the boundaries. There. Of the uh, of the Saguaro National Park as well. So see, that right there, man. Yeah, that's not in the wild though. That, yeah, but I mean, did he see him? I didn't mean like wild, or did I? I mean, I guess I guess two part question. First There's, part. There you go. <laughs> first time caller. Um, two questions <laughs> I really want to hit on. First time, long time. Nice. Oh, that's the that's from. Okay, that's beautiful. That, wow. This is in the you know this is on the museum's grounds. What is that, Long Island? <laughs> Long Island is a desert only socially. <laughs> Clive, let's end it right there. That's all we need. <laughs> and, all we and speaking need. of squirrels, so, so by the way, here's a little tiny squirrel native to that region. He, I mean, he looks so frail compared to the big fat squirrels we see. Yeah, I, I loved, I loved that one in, in Secret of Nim. Nothing. Nope. Have a candy. <laughs> oh. Mm. Uh, there were a lot. They had a they had a prairie dog exhibit. These guys were hilarious. Two of them got in a fight, as you can see here. One of them's on his back. It's a good thing they have personalities. <laughs> They're a hoot, man. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, candy for me. <laughs> oh, I'll drink to that. There's a lot of prairie dog. There's also a lot of hummingbird pictures <laughs> coming up. Mm. Oh. Oh, bobcats. Ooh. Wow, that's pretty. Yeah. It looks so much yeah. like a common house cat. River otter, taking a nap. Sweet. Ram. Nice. That I want to see. That's like uh, that's the highest, my highest priority of non. Non-reptilian animals I want to see in the wild. A ram up in the mountains would be so cool. They're moving to LA. Soon. Is that a kingfisher? It's a hummingbird. Hummingbird. Oh, it's too small. It's too small. I got you. Hummingbird. I thought hummingbirds is like worse, like sharks, and they couldn't stop moving or they die. No, they, they can't. <laughs> nope, that's that's not accurate. These guys are. Uh, some of these are so <laughs> colorful. Anything, You're not. It had nothing to do with being fat. <laughs> like look look at the purples on this. This hummingbird. Oh. oh. Therein lies the reason that we should all be eating, because Tony found a reason to make it about eating. Look wow. at that color. 
And the funny part is when they turn their head, you can barely even know. Like they're, it's almost like it's like a almost like they're hologram. They turn their head, you see the color really bright. They turn it a different way, it's like really dull or just black. He look go back. He he looks like um he looks like Ronan from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> so there's a lot of hummingbird pictures. <laughs> You're just crinkling. <laughs> I only have one Reese's left. I'm trying to. <laughs> All right, we are running out of time, so I probably ought to move on instead of just showing off pictures from the Arizona Sonora Desert Museum. Oh, no, this is um, great. If anybody wants to see these more, they are. Oh, I think I shared these on the Turtle Room's Facebook page uh, not long after we got back, so go back to the middle of August, and you should be able to see the album. The album's on my personal page. It's publicly shared as well, I believe. So. <clears throat> Whew. And Lisa got an awesome picture of a hummingbird with its wings flapping. Nice. Yeah. Pretty high res your camera there. Yeah, well this is the D the digital SLR, so it's the ba the big one. Yeah, yeah. All right. So anyway, that was the pre um I, I, could I just point out from our 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 production perspective, I really enjoyed that segment looking through a bunch of pictures and that was fun. I think we should do that more often. We should. Why not sit here and narrate pictures? Yeah, we. I think we can do that pretty regular. I'm pretty gonna good start sending you my wedding pictures here right now. I think basically what we need to do is uh, take four month, five month hiatuses. Yeah, yeah. So that we have, yeah, just the energy is is here right now. We have, you know, a couple silly ideas. We don't have to be super, super uh, organized. Or we can prepared. probably talk about this after the show. I would no, say. but. <laughs> just, I just, I'm loving the candy radio. idea. I'm loving the candy idea, but I think no, it is something different, right? Yeah. Like next time it'll be pickle juice. <clears throat> okay, so is that right. it for Tuesday? Well, <laughs> that's no. actually just the lead up to the conference. There, um, the conference was <laughs> the conference was spectacular. Um, some hobbyists probably wouldn't enjoy it as much because it's not just like captive husbandry stuff. They really get into genetics and all sorts of conservation biology. Um, but if you enjoy, uh, you know, the academic side of things instead of just the husbandry, um, you could really, you'd really get a lot out of this, um, out of this conference. <clears throat> uh, one, in fact, to me, one of the best parts was just getting to meet all these people that I've. Some of them I've communicated with before, uh, you know, through email and stuff, but I never really met in person. Um, some of it was also just getting to meet uh, some big names in in turtles and tortoises that you'd never think you'd get to see. Like, here's a picture of me having a conversation with the Dick Evoked during uh, one of the evening activities. Um, I mean, to get to meet Dick Evoked, uh, that was that was pretty cool. Um, I also got to um, meet uh, um, guys like Jeff Lovich, who um, you know we love for his uh, work with uh, Turtles of the United States and Canada, and that book um, that is kind of like our bible for the uh, the North American species. Um, just, just absolutely an awesome experience to say the least, and well worth uh, every penny to get there and, and to to um, spend time at the conference. Um, so uh, you know, I should give a quick shout out to some of the um, some of my speakers now, uh, as well. Jordan Gray did a phenomenal job. Was really glad I invited him. Um, he did ended up doing two really well done talks. 
and in fact, as far as from a from an actual speaker standpoint, um, he his in the um, with how engaging he was and uh, how enjoyable he was to listen to. Uh, he might have been the best overall speaker there when you include everything from content to um, presentation. He was just spectacular. Um, I, I told him after the conference, I said, you better start preparing something for next year because if I'm chairing a session again, I'm inviting you out again. Um, and then um, our good friend, Curtis Ippolito. Uh, tell us what they spoke about, too, if you don't uh, mind. Just... Jordan did two talks on Diamondback Terrapin stuff. Um, one of them was on the captive husbandry for their head started um, hatchlings for their um, Terps program. Um, the other talk was specifically on the Terps program and um, their methods and the things they do to conserve uh, Diamondback Terrapins in the Savannah, Georgia area. So cool. And you were getting to Curtis. Um, yeah, and then Curtis, he spoke on the captive husbandry of um, Kinnisternan acutum, the Tabasco mud turtle, um, and he did a great job presenting on that. It was really neat to see all the different things he's learned over the past few years with that project. Um, our good friend Chris Leone, while he wasn't able to be there, recorded a video talk on the captive husbandry and maintenance of the western Herman's tortoise. Um, he did a spectacular job with that. Um, I followed later talking about our... Uh, our stud book program for those animals. Um, and then the TSA's own Chris Hagen uh, spoke on Leucocephalin Uonoi, the, um, uh, the Arakan forest turtle. Or not Arakan, sorry, Sulawesi forest turtle. Um, and uh, that was an, another great talk as well. And then um, Paul Gibbons of the Turtle Conservancy also spoke on, um, on methods they've used uh, with plowshare tortoises, particularly the... Um, the, the defacing project where they've engraved the tortoises so they don't have uh, their value on the black market. That's wild. So, yeah, it was a black... And that was just our session. There were tons of other awesome talks across the um, the two days of talks, which were Friday and Saturday. I don't know, three days of talks, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was a really awesome event overall. And, uh, I'm, you know, we've already planned to make our trip next year, and I know Chris Leone is already planning on heading out there once we get the dates and the location. So, Can I just say something? And Steve, great job. That Awesome. And I know you work so hard on that, and I know the TSA is super appreciative, and I'm super appreciative because you forge our bond with them and continue to grow our partnership with them going forward. So uh, we're all super thankful and grateful for you and, and for the TSA and, and that partnership. But you mentioned Chris a couple times, and I wanted to say, John, did you have any idea that Chris has a video that's, like, gone viral? Did you know this? No. So it's got, like, a million views. Now we're on Chris. And, yeah, I'm not Chris. Yeah. He's talking Chris yeah. Leone. Chris Leone, our guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so um, first of all, that happened. But he's been on the news in New Jersey, like, three times in the past week. And New York, New Jersey, and Philadelphia. How awesome is that? Really? Like, they came to his house to yeah. report, and then they actually What's took the, him in on the set. The deal? What's, What's the deal? Yeah, Steve will pull it up. Steve. Uh, you're t uh, if you simply Google, uh, I think, tortoise twins, the Separate, first, I don't know. Separating tortoise of, twins. A ton of, uh, you know, the first bunch of results are on his stuff. Um, here's the video from YouTube. Um, the Discovery put it on their blog. Um the What's Dodo put it on their blog. I mean, it got pulled from a bunch of different places um, like as NBC, well. So NBC, CNN. Views went nuts with it. All sorts Views of are at 
675,000. Wow. Can can we can we erase? You want to see it? Yeah, can we do it? Yep, working on it. Okay. Um that's that's awesome. So what is I mean, give me the give me Tony, set it up. Set up the clip then. Real quick. Oh, it's just it's it's basically here you go. Um Chris has an awesome project with Western Herman's tortoises, and he happened to get an egg. Do we need to have uh, uh, what do you call it? Audio for this for the clip? No, no. So we definitely don't. You just um, I, there isn't even audio. I don't think. I don't think there. I think it's just music. So yeah. So basically, they hatch out together, joined by the yolk sac, and then he basically ties them off and separates them, and that's basically what the video covers and just I think a lot of people didn't realize that I don't know two tortoises would hatch from the same egg so people have really been kind of interested in that and uh, it really took off so I mean his Facebook post got like I don't know something like four like four thousand shares or something ridiculous um, Wow yeah but uh, really well-deserved, you know? Good guy who does everything the right way, and when he has the time in his busy day, when he's not hatching a billion turtles or tortoises and selling them for extremely good prices indoor working on conservation projects and everything else that he's doing, he tries to educate people as well. So I thought that was really cool that, that he did that, and I was happy for him that it worked out so well. And, you know, that's great. got, uh, got well, him some notoriety and uh, stuff. Former... Former, we should have introduced. We should have. When you say, you know, the gentleman Chris Leone, former podcast guest, right? Yeah. Was, yeah. Well, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He's a you know former guest, but you know he's also part of our staff. And you know what's good for Garden State Tortoise and Chris is good for the Turtle Room. In fact, uh, when they were on the news uh, in the studio, they were wearing Turtle Room T-shirts uh, right. there. So. Um, you know, it's we've done whatever we can to continue kind of growing together, and so it ended up being just being uh, we're we're still blown away uh, by that opportunity, um, for sure. Uh, yeah, just just insane. I think the video had logged uh, almost five hundred thousand views in the you know the first you know three or four days it was up. Wow, that's awesome. That's good stuff, guys. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I I actually planned to mention that, and I'm happy I remembered and didn't forget. Because you know how I roll. So just so everyone at home knows, when we're eating candy and giggling like little schoolgirls, the the plan is that we're when I say something that makes me sound really fat and um, gluttonous, then John has a piece of candy. If Steve says something nerdy, then we we John and I both have a piece of candy. And if John says something dumb then I have a piece of candy. And basically we're, we're celebrating, um, you know, what oh, makes us, in, our, our individuality, as well as the fact that it's two days after Halloween and we have a lot of candy. So that's what we're doing, in case you're wondering why it's so funny to us and you tuned in after the beginning. That's what's going on. Just saying. Indeed. <clears throat> All right. John, why don't you wrap us up with uh, a little bit about your honeymoon trip? Because I yeah. know there was a, a little bit of reptile awesomeness there. There, there was, there was some some stuff. First of all, I would like to say, um, if anyone is looking, I keep saying everyone is shutting me down on this, but I think it's so. I went to Belize, and if you don't know where Belize is, it is just it's south of Mexico and east of. Guatemala. It's right in. It's Central America. It was 
I think it's a great like if you have like an extended weekend or like five days, it was relatively cheap and a great just a great place to go. We did four nights uh, on on the beach in um, in uh, yeah okay let's see there what honestly so there's not a lot of of turtle of uh, turtle species in Belize according to our our tour guide uh, who was who was great um, who's who's also a liar no I'm mean, yeah twelve species is not that much but we didn't we were as far as we tried to we saw stuff and we were trying to find stuff. Um, that let him know we were driving around. So this is part of it. we were driving around in the jungle. Um, it's called in, in the Cayo District. It's a it's a mountainous jungle region in uh, the southwest of the country. And um, and I was looking for you know whatever reptile stuff we could find, but we didn't we didn't see a ton. Actually, the coolest part, and this is a, I think this is a very typical um, this is a typical honeymoon story. But so we went uh, we went snorkeling, mm-hmm. and. In the process of getting in the water, and I was the only, for some reason, they, they give you, those of you that haven't been snorkeling, they give you the option to either wear a protective uh, flotation device and go, or do not, and I was the only one on our boat that decided to, to go ahead and take the uh, take the life jacket, and it saved <laughs> my life. It, it literally, literally saved my life, because I got in the water, and you put on this the mask, and my face is so big... You would think that it would just the mask would be would you know would, would suck on real tight and be you know keeping the water out of my eyes and stuff, but it didn't work that way because of my mustache. My mustache mm. of water was filtering up and into my nose and my face. So I was I was snorkeling, but I was I was just really floating and like going like <laughs> and like having to come out of the water and then like hold my breath and look and look under, and it was really it was very painful. Um, I eventually was able to figure out enough that I could, you know, see um, the, you know, the one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my life, which was we saw two green sea turtles, um, just like you know, you're you're just snorkeling. It's open. It's a coral reef area. It's very. It's the second largest coral reef in the world, um, coral reef system, and after the Great Barrier Reef. And there's just a ton. I mean, there's a ton, a ton of of wildlife, and we were. They, you know, they say that you sometimes, if you're lucky, you could see a sea turtle. Um, less, you know, less and less as you know the years go by. They used to see them a lot more, but um, but yeah, we saw. We, I mean, we saw two. I guess that's kind of anti. anti I didn't really lead up to that the right way, but we saw two green sea turtles that were like, you, you know, you're under a little bit, and then they, they, he was just, just he or she, I couldn't tell, was just down there, just watching them swim and eat, and then come up for water right in front of me, like that, like two, you know what I mean, like two feet in front of me. It was, I mean, to see that in the wild. Obviously, it was. It's a you know kind of a, a region where they're used to. It's a national park, so people are there a lot. But, I mean, it was it was. It, I thought it was an extremely spiritual experience, and I thought it was one of just the coolest things you ever see. Just to see a turtle swimming, in you know, in the water, in the wild was truly amazing. Speaking of spiritual experience. Are you going to have another another Reese's? No, I think I think that this this story begs the question: How many people do you think have died because they had a mustache? I know, I know, I know. Right? I mean, was, yeah, the Salem witch trials I think had something to do with that. The women with mustaches were. Oh, women with mustaches. Yeah, that makes. No, sense. I don't. I don't. I, I. It was like I was seriously. I was struggling, and then and my poor wife was ahead of me, and she was a little nervous to do it in general. 
And then she's like, she got in and was like, loved it. And was like, oh, and like, you know, swimming and going. And she's looking back like, John, are you okay? And I'm just like, just go, just, just go. And I, it was really, it was, it was actually not, um, it was not really that chill of a situation. I was a little, I was a little upset. But you, you know, you get, I'm supposed to be the man. I'm supposed to be able to handle myself, and especially in the in any wild situation. And I, I was struggling, and she was trying to offer me help, and I got very cross with her for doing that. Um, the cooler, not necessarily related to reptiles, but we also went to a place, uh, a place off the off the coast. Uh, called Shark Ray Alley, so it's a, a, a point, apparently uh, fishermen used to clean their catch there in the from a long time ago, like from the Mayan days, like thousands of years ago. It was the the main place that they went to to clean their fish for some reason. So um, stingrays and nurse sharks have developed the habit over a long period of time of hanging out there and eating off the boats, and now it's a tourist attraction. So. You drive your boat up, and they pour some chum in the water, and then they, you know, there's like 15 nurse sharks come right up and eat it, and so you have the chance to jump in the water and swim with them. And again, my my beautiful, lovely, brave wife um, jumped. <laughs> I was really excited to to, to to swim with the sharks, and she was getting. She said she would do it, and then she was getting increasingly more nervous as we were going on. I think that that's you know, not um, you know, that's understandable. And then right before we get to the spot, she says, she says, John, I really don't feel comfortable. I don't think, are you going to be upset if I don't do this, if I don't get in the water? And I said, yes, I, I will be. I think that's the point is to come swim with the sharks. I, I would like for you to do it. So we stop, and the guy's like, all right, we're going to, they know to come, so you got to get right in if, you are, if you're going to have any chance of actually seeing them or touching them or whatever. So he pours the chum in, and I just, I just jump in. And Hannah, God bless her, jumps in behind me and I bolt, I swim over to the other side to make sure that I can get there and I just barely got there but I touched the nurse, I touched one nurse shark, it was very cool um, like sandpaper, that, I don't know, you probably a lot of people have heard that, but very cool, I touched the shark and I, I come up and I look back to like see if Hannah's you know, like, she'd be like, honey isn't this great and, um, and she's out of, she's out of the water screaming at me and saying you left me, why did you leave me I was screaming, you couldn't hear me and um, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't hear because I was underwater. I don't think that she knew that that was she thought that I was ignoring her so I could go go swim to the sharks. Um, but overall, really a cool experience, and I'm very I have to I have to state again, very proud of her for she got she did get in the water, and I ended up um, I ended up handling a, a stingray as well. They they come they're very you know like come right up to you, and I I was you know I held one, and they have a. They they do the thing where they go down and they they kick up all the dust so that they can get any of the crustaceans that are underneath it, and then the dust settles on their back. Yep. So, so they're hiding. Yeah. Right. And they then they come up and it's still on there and they're swimming away. So our our the guy that was our guide our our snorkeling guide grabbed one and wrote Belize with a smiley face on the back of this enormous stingray and I thought it was hilarious just because we were out there for you know we were out there for twenty minutes and it kept swimming by the stingray. With Belize on its back, so I grabbed one and I wrote J, you know, J Hart's H, because I'm I'm a very romantic guy. Um, oh, on your honeymoon, that's so sweet. It, it was actually. I thought I was really proud of myself. Hannah never got to see it because she was out of the water by that at that point. But um, that is not dumb. How dare you? I just I got hungry. Um. So then we went. Um. We left the beach and we went to uh we went to a place called the Mystic River Resort, which was a, like a four star resort in the middle of jungle. Um, in the the place I was telling you before, the Kyo District, yeah, yeah, yeah. really, 
I mean, I can't even just describing it is is will be a really poor effort of telling you what it's like. But I mean, there was no one there. It was literally just the two of us and the staff of the resort because it was the rainy season, um, which we didn't know about when we planned it. We were just like it was after our wedding, so we just we went. But it ended up working out perfectly because we got to do a lot of really cool stuff. So I, my point, um, really, that I wanted to say, I don't want to bore you. Obviously, no one wants to hear about someone that they don't know is honeymoon. So if you want to do, uh, we did a lot of active things. We did a lot of, um, we did relax, half relaxing, half active, and really it was it was affordable and a great place. I think that they're really good at tourism. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I've, I haven't been out of the country very often, but really it was a very painless experience and relatively cheap. So if you have, uh, you're looking for a place that's interesting and a place that isn't um, hard, it was, it was kind of hard to get to, I guess. You know, two flights and a couple boats and all that stuff. But um, I would look into Belize. It was different. Um, they're really into, they're very, obviously they're like any other Caribbean country, they're very excited to... You know, you're a large part of their economy, so they're very nice to you. They want to sell you fun stuff for a cheap amount. It was it was a great place <laughs> to visit, and I think that that's the really the place you should go is places that are going to sell you fun stuff for a cheap amount. That's those are the number one. Feeling like a rich American tourist is my nightmare. It, no, and then that's and that's part of the problem. I, I was really feeling a lot of guilt for a yeah. for a large portion of it, but. Yeah. It it wasn't like they, it wasn't anything to do with them. They you know what I mean? Like it's it's any time and you go anywhere and you're gonna feel like that, you're gonna feel like a rich American tourist. But it wasn't it didn't feel that way. They were very, you know, they're just so it's just I don't ever again, I know this is a cliche thing, but it's very such a different culture and they're so relaxed that like they don't even all that stuff comes from, from you or it came from me. But you know, you, you I did get to do I mean by going to the, the, the river, or the, the Mystic River place, the Jungle Resort, I felt like, you know, they, they have, they do a lot of, they're not like specifically designed for ecotourism, but it's a, it's kind of a, a, that, that feel. So you're putting money into the region and it's going to this, you know, this place where they're not like, it's luxury definitely it was it was really it was a really nice place and it was it was kind of weird to be that to be in a nice place in the middle of the jungle i'm having these these feelings like i don't know if i should like you know i shouldn't be having a warm shower in the middle of the jungle but mm. it's there's something there's things they have to deal with to get your wife to go there there has to be warm shower right so totally agree it's totally it's get a, that it's a happy medium and the place so you, we don't we put some money in there into the you know the the economy and that's kind of how we had to had to look at it i did honestly there was a lot of times when i just felt really like Mm-hmm. poorly about myself driving around there and we were getting, you know, we have this, this Belizean guy who is our, our, I have to, so you gave a shout out, I have to give a shout out. Ben Cruz was our tour guide for three straight days. We went on three different excursions with him. He's a, he's a, he's been on National Geographic twice. He knows, he was just, he was brilliant. A genius, knows everything, whatever I wanted to talk about, um, you know, like any, you know, environmental wise or, um, you know, political wise, whatever. I was just asking him about like the geopolitics of Central America because I don't know anything about them, and he was really on point and knew everything, and it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you have so you have this guy who's amazing, and he was very, he was also very, um, he was aware that everyone knows who he is. He's one of the best tour guides in Belize, apparently. So everywhere we went, people knew this guy, which was cool. He was we had him for three straight days, and, but um, but you have this uh, this brilliant guy driving you around. It feels weird. 
it feels it definitely feels weird driving right. around past these houses that are not and they're not as bad as a lot of third world country places that you think of in your head. It's not a third world country. It's very much on the rise, actually. But it, it was it was enough to be like, wow, this doesn't look like home. So you have those feelings of, you know, why do I deserve to not? Why do I deserve to have mm. a plane about my softener, fabric softener? I don't know anything that we would complain about. So. All in all, a great experience though, and go to the beach there, man. I mean, the beach was the beach was awesome. La Playa, uh, in Espanol, La Playa, and that's a good thing. Another good thing about Belize is they speak English. It was an English colony until 1981, most recent country in the uh, the Americas to receive its independence, and um, that's not stupid either. That was a, that was a nerd. That was nerdy. That was nerdy. I was I was giving that was a Steve bite meant for you. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, Hold you're on. just looking for any excuse to eat peanut butter. Yeah, that's, it's uh, definitely just about the candy for you. And I, I should have known. You, this whole podcast is just about the candy for you. That's why I showed up. Yeah. And when, so, when, when my when my wife saw me taking all the candy out of the cabinet, she's like, "What are you doing?" Like, Don't worry, it's for the podcast. She's like, "Because oh. normally I wouldn't be allowed to." Yeah, she she no. tries to watch. You know, it's my heart palpitations that we have to worry about. Um, that's true. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have heart palpitations. Listen, one more trip I have to tell you guys about. This will be quick, though, okay? <clears throat> All right, we're, we're going to wrap it up after this, so it better be very no, quick. Don't, don't, because there's no, you know, there's, Scott Van Pelt is not waiting to get, to to run his show after this. Okay? We're no, but I, I have to hang out with my wife tonight. I get You to. can go. You guys can, you guys can, can both go. I'll just talk to myself. All right, let's go. All right. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, it looks like six cents. You see the light above my head? Come on. <laughs> An orb. Oh. Look, guys. Why are you changing the camera now at this point? Because <laughs> I just noticed the orb. What do you expect me to do? So, for work, I went down to Washington, D.C., and I did what any self respecting turtle nerd would do. And I reached out to a couple of my fellow turtle ner nerds who I knew were in the area. So I lined up, in just the couple days that I was down in the area, I lined up two uh, stops. The first one was at the National Zoo uh, with um, Lauren Augustine, who is wonderful. She, I was just able to, to speak to her briefly while I stopped by the zoo. Um, first of all, that zoo is free, and it has amazing animals. So we're talking like pandas, like just awesome stuff that you don't see everywhere. And coming from up here, where like the best zoo around is the Bronx Zoo, and it costs like twenty something dollars to get in, then you have to pay extra if you want to see the gorillas on top of it. That's an issue. So I got to see the gorillas down there for free. But not only were the gorillas free, the entire zoo was free. What? That's absurd. I know, Steve. You said the same thing. That's awesome. I mean, I really had no idea that that even happened. Steve probably told me, and I wasn't paying attention. But I didn't realize zoos did that. So anyway, it's free, and then I got a chance to talk to Lauren, who's amazing, and her passion and dedication is, like, out of this world. I was inspired just having a conversation with her. It was awesome to be there. So I just wanted to say that, and I want to say thanks for that opportunity. But while I was down there, I took um, one of the one of my staff members, who I supervise, um, came for the trip with me. And while we were down there, we, we went to a MATS meeting, which is the Mid-Atlantic Turtle and Tortoise Society. And we went to a meeting, and you know what I was saying about Clearwater earlier, which is absolutely true, is also true of this group in, in Maryland, who 
really, again, don't know how lucky they are to have each other, but um, just being there, being able to meet, you know, a lot of people who I know through the computer and stuff like that, and to be able to see the work that they do, it was amazing, and um, got to hang out with a few of them afterwards, um, particularly my my good friend Katrina Smith, who signed my Red Ear Slider book, because she wrote the Red Ear Slider book that's in all, like, the pet codes across the country, so I had her sign that for me, and uh, we just had a great time. We went out to um, the Diamondback uh, the Diamondback Grill, which, of course, because you're in, like, Maryland Terrapin country, so it was, like, literally, like, everything in there was, like, turtle shells. It was awesome. But, uh, yeah, really, really, really awesome experience. And um, if you haven't heard of Matt's uh, Mid-Atlantic Turtle and Tortoise Society, check them out, and uh, they have a great adoption and uh, rescue operation that's run by Katrina and um, just... They have, if you're in that area and you can make it to any of their uh, meetings where the, with any of their speakers, it's a great opportunity. Don't let it pass you by. And it took me about five years to get down there, but um, it's kind of a haul, especially now. Um, not doing much traveling except recently. So, anyway, I just wanted to say that. Awesome. All right, yeah. guys. Well, we, we're going to, that's, thank you, Tony. Um, we are going to wrap up now. So we're tentatively planned uh, our next episode for December 7th, uh, date which will live in infamy. So we'll keep you updated. Uh, we're going to be trying to do something actually very, uh, very special. It'll be our 20th episode. And you know what they said when we had on episode one? They said, these guys... They'll never make it to 20. They're just too totally organized. Tony's heart's going to give out. <laughs> we, just, we, never, we didn't know what was going to happen. So we're very excited about that episode, and hopefully that will be, the, the uh, again, the tentative of the date is Monday, December 7th. Um, Can't wait. Yeah, looking forward to it, guys. Um, let's not talk until then, so we have plenty to say. Mm. Perfect. Um, starting now. Starting now, go. All right, have a good one, guys. We love you. I miss you. We'll see you on December 7th.